Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So glad you're here hanging out. We got a quick hitter. We got a, a good episode here. Nick reached out to me and like, hey, you know, talk to me about what's going on with the FCC and regulations and rules and a ruling that came out. And I was like, I don't know anything about this. And so, um, you know, I wanted to bring him in, have him talk about this. And there's three quick points he wants to get into. And uh, Nick's one of those is like, you know, best of the best, you know, when it comes to marketing. Um, and he really does know what he's talking about. He, he's, as he calls himself, a marketing nerd. Um, don't let his uh, TikTok name fool you. The world's okayest marketer. Cause yeah, he's a little better than okay. <laughs> anyway, this, this episode is awesome. And uh, we're sponsored by uh, smart choice, the fastest growing agency network hands down uh, because of what they do for you. Um, and, for what they do to help you as an agency uh, with um, higher commissions, lower premium thresholds, all of the above. Um, it's one of those things that uh, they just, they just do a great job and I'm a big fan. Uh, and obviously um, I've been a fan since long before um, they became a sponsor. Uh, but I do believe in what they do. So check them out. Uh, smartchoiceagents.com. Also, uh, friends over at Canopy Connect, the one-click solution to getting all those deck pages. You need to quote your prospects. Again, uh, can you imagine? You send your client a link. They click on it. You get deck pages. You get um, loss run information. You get driver lists. You get vehicle lists. You get everything that you need um, to make that that much quicker to get a quote. And that much more accurate. No more guessing games. Go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath. Get your demo. Guys, uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Nick Barry. Nick Barry, what's going on, my man? Uh, not a whole lot. It is, uh, you know, late December. Everybody's kind of checked out. And uh, last week... The FCC dropped a bombshell on everybody who buys leads. Okay. So tell me about what you're talking about exactly, Nick. Uh, okay. Welcome. Welcome to the show again. Uh, Thanks. Glad you're here. All those good things. Pretend like we've had a lot of heartwarming talks. <laughs> Let's dive right in. Feet first. Yeah. So prior to December 13th, if you were buying leads from any lead vendor, I'm not going to na- throw any names out there. Because um, I don't want to throw any companies under the bus. But if you were buying leads from a lead vendor, aged, new, exclusive, you there's two there was three things that really didn't matter. Um, the do not call registry didn't matter for automated SMS. Yeah. Opt-in didn't matter for automated calls and automated SMS. And then the product line didn't matter. Those, th- those three things were just kind of the wild, wild west. It was assumed that uh, everything, the consent that the lead generator had uh, collected applied downstream to everybody. Okay. So if you went to, say you were on Candy Crush and you need some more Candy Crush lives, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. filled out a form Yeah. to get more Candy Crush lives. And then that company sold that lead to an insurance agency or a mortgage lender or real estate agent or whoever. All of that consent followed down funnel. It was okay. You could set, you could text them, you could call them. Um, 
Oh, wow. The big thing that there's three things that, that now have changed. First one is the do not call registry applies to text messages. Oh, really? Yes. So okay. if you are collecting those leads from a lead vendor, you need to go. It, 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 it always applied to auto dialers and phone calls, right? For purchase third-party leads. Always applied for that. But the text messages, it did. So you could just send a text to somebody, automated text to somebody. That has changed. You need to verify every lead that comes in through a third party against the do not call registry. Best practice is even third, first person, first party or the leads that you generate, you should also check against the, the do not call registry. There's a couple services out there, free, free phone or not free phone call phone. Let me look it up. <laughs> There's a service out there that'll exist. So, yeah, what you're saying is if you are getting these leads somehow, um, there's the only way to be able to verify these is through a third party, or is there a way that you could do it yourself? You could do it manually, but you can't do it automatically. You're, you can through it. Basically, you get the lead, you you grab it, you put it through Zap. There's a company that you can connect to Zapier and send it, and they'll check it against the database. And it, it's not free. It's a, it costs about two cents per verification. So if you're bringing in 20, if you're buying 20, 30, 40 leads a day, it's going to cost you a couple bucks. Right. You know. No, not even. It's gonna cost you. It's gonna cost you eighty cents if you're bringing in forty leads a day. Um, You can also download all of them and put and and go do a bulk import on the on these systems. There's several that work with with Zapier though. Work really well. I've actually used it. I've I've built them out before for agents. Um, That's the that's the first one. The second one. Did you figure out the name of that company? Did you say that? No, I didn't Google it. Let me hand. Let me get. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. We can look it up. We can uh, uh, we can edit out so it sounds like you had it right, ready to go. So don't worry about it. A little power of editing. Yeah. Um, so the the next one is opt-in. And opt-in. less okay. opting in, the explicit opt-in. Like I said at the beginning of this, if in the in the past, prior to December 13th, on December 12th, the opt-in followed through. Did you say the December opt-in. 12th? December 12th. <laughs> Prior this is still to, fresh. This is very yeah, fresh. December 13th. It, so the ruling came out and they applied it starting December 13th. Wow. So I, all these people who have a, all these automated systems, they, they just they need to pause and rebuild. Um, the opt-in, unless it explicitly says, because what used to happen is on the opt-in form, on the explicit, on the opt-in checkbox, yep. it would say X company lead generator and our corporate partners will contact you. We'll be contacting you. Right. That was their loophole. FCC said no. It has to be the company that is going to be contacting you has to be explicitly listed. If not, you have to go get permission yourself. And you can't do it through an automated text message and you can't do it through an auto dialer. You have to go one on if you have to go one one on one, but after you verify they're not on the do do not call registry again because it's a third party lead, you have to go get permission to add them to an automated calling or texting system. And then, wow! Um, so do you if s- you are not listed explicitly, not and not buried in a privacy policy, it has to be in that like 
So if if a lead vendor is generating leads and, and it's not an exclusive lead, it would have to list out every company that's going to be contacting them on the opt-in page, visible and uh, conspicuous. Yeah. Okay. So this is more affecting the person purchasing leads than it is the lead vendor themselves. Yes. So the lead vendor themselves that you're purchasing from, they're still able to do what they do. But now you have an added headache mm-hmm. that you have to go through in order to verify these leads. Yes. And there's a third thing buried okay. in that that not, not everybody is reading and seeing. Okay. And that is line of business. Okay. So if on that lead opt-in form, it says, we will be contacting you about homeowner's insurance. Your automated messages cannot be about other lines of business. Oh, they okay. They have to have explicitly opted in for other lines of business. So there's no like uh, cover hey, I saw all you basis. Sign- there's no cover all basis saying it has to be specifically here. The line of business. And it could be homeowners auto life. If it says those three things, you can communicate on that form. You okay. Can, you can communicate with them. There's what some, about if someone gets leads for personal line? They can't communicate about commercial lines. Nope. Oh well. Or not an, not an automated on based automated systems. Right. No, yeah. I get that. Or a company that does an AMS and a CRM can't communicate for both. It has to be either the CRM or the AMS. Mm-hmm. Huh. And that's, you said that's buried somewhere in there. So that's not obvious in the ruling. It's not really obvious about it. No. Wow. Okay. Um, whew, that changes a lot of things for people that use a lot of these services and a lot of, you know. It does. Um, mm. So uh, how did this come to your attention and where did, uh, I mean, I guess being a BA, is that a better agency or what? No, this is just, I'm a nerd. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I'm a marketing nerd. My, like my job's to stay in front of what's going on in the industry. Um, I knew something was coming down from the FCC just because I read, I, I read their stuff. Um, <laughs> it's just part of my job. Um, and so I wanted to make sure because I've worked with agents in the past. Um, I know agents who buy leads, and. Yeah. I know it's it's prevalent throughout the industry. I am I've been very vocal, <laughs> I think, in my in my in my social media posts about buying leads. I don't think it's the best practice, right? Um, but it is what it is. Like an agency, a business owner is going to do what they want to do, um, regardless of what their marketer tells them. And uh, so I just wanted to get that get it out there. Now, right? But I, the the opt in thing's another big thing, though, not just from the do not call or the sales list, because even those that don't buy leads that have a CRM or that have a, you know, mm-hmm. some sort of way of contacting people automate or automated, mm-hmm. this affects them as well. Cause they could have decided after a couple of years of being a client with it. Hey, they may have unsubscribed or opted out of emails. Mm-hmm. Now you have a hard time to get that customer and, you know, get in front of that customer because they've opted out. Mm-hmm. Correct. So if even though they're already your customer, they're already in your pipeline. If they do not describe, do not subscribe, or unsubscribe because they got too many emails from you, does this affect them too? Not really. That's a email's okay. a different beast. Um, the FCC okay. really doesn't have okay. a ton of oversight on email. Okay, good. Um, they're working on it. 
Uh, a, because email is like, uh, that's another thing that just came out. Uh, Google is making some big changes. I was about to say, Google's making big changes there on their emails, uh, which that's that has to have been about 10 years in the making because that's a lot of undertaking. So last year, Google quietly did a requirement of for sending emails to Gmail users. Uh, yeah. you're, you, ha- you need to have SPF and DKIM authentication, or you might go into the spam box uh, for yeah. Gmail users. Um, they added it will be required for all three forms of the, D- the domain authentication, SPF, DKIM, and DMARC. All three need to be set up. If you're a mass seller, sender sending more than 5,000 emails a day to the Gmail ecosystem, it doesn't apply. And I just re- I reread it this morning based on something one of my yeah. mentors told me. It doesn't apply to Google Workspace senders because that's just a whole other beast. But if you're sending in the book, but that's also a best practice. I The first thing I do when I get into any company's email system is I set those three things up. Those are just best practices. Um, anyways, because that's just going to improve your likely your deliverability. So, but that's going to be a big one. Uh, and I, I personally think Google and, and Microsoft's following suit. Microsoft's going to apply the same rules uh, for Live and Outlook and all their free email domains and Hotmail and all that. Um, they're going to apply the same rules. I My personal instinct is they are doing that to get in front of the feds intervening. Oh, um, okay. So I've been furiously taking notes over here. So... <laughs> Uh, because this is good stuff. I, I'm interested on, um, uh, on some of this stuff of like, um, you know, why, I mean, obviously I know why, but I mean, if I think through it, but I mean, is there something deeper something that happened specifically that made the FCC pull this ruling on the 13th or 12th? Uh, robo texting has gotten out of control. Yeah. Um, okay. there's some other things that they're doing. So it's a, it's a basic, end. okay. Got it. There's some other things that apply to that this that came along with this ruling. Um, they are going to enforce because there's there's the three there's the main phone carriers, right? Verizon, yeah. Mobile, yeah, yeah, yeah. all those. They for the most part play by the rules. There's a sure. handful of small regional carriers, and that's where all those spammers sign up for. Yeah, they go through because they they're just like, oh, we'll just take your money. We don't really care. Um, so the FCC is putting the hammer down on them and saying, "You will here is the new standard. If we send you a phone number, you will block it." Okay, so I I, I see this really affect. Maybe I'm wrong, but with with AI, you know, people using AI so often in their text and their automations and whatnot, this could easily be a way to filter out some of that too. To be able, because now they're having these filters of like. It's this was easy. AI. What? Yep. Well, it's not. It's not that it's AI. It's just it's the barrier to entry has gotten so low. Yeah. It's so easy that there. It, it's just so easy for anybody, any Tom, Dick, or Harry to go. I want to spam text three thousand people today. Yep. And it, it's just they need to they need to raise the barrier to entry, make it a little more difficult. While it stinks for small businesses, these are. If you're using those spam techniques, it's going to hurt your business anyways. It's going to hurt your reputation. Yeah. It's going to hurt your business. I mean, we, um, we've seen it everywhere. I mean, people have started, you know, not started, but I've seen it the last two or three, probably three years for me anyway, is the DMs that get spammed 
constantly. Every yeah. day I wake up, I get like 25 or 30 spams, mm-hmm. you know, if not more of like, you know, what are you doing with this? Or do you want more leads? Or do you want more of this? Oh, you're a podcaster. Do you want me to market your podcast? <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah. You know, um, and so I've gotten really clever with some of that. Um, so, you know, people out there that are listening to this, they're thinking, you know, how, what's the next option? And if I can't do the leads thing easily on, you know, purchasing leads now because the FCC ruling and there's other things like that. I mean, I would love for you to expand on maybe a little bit of maybe your, maybe Nick's advice on what you can do now. If the lead generation has been bought for you for this long, what, what do I do now? What, what Where, do you how do you fill that gap? No, I absolutely, there needs to be, yeah, you need to replace a gap, that, that gap, that gap that this creates. I have been telling agents for the last year, there is a yeah. huge opportunity for Google search ads still. Yeah. Long tail Google search ads and click to call. Yeah. So those two things, there's huge opportunity. And then what I tell people is that tied with an effective content marketing strategy. So you generate the lead and then you have a library of content that you send the lead after that. Cause if they come into your ecosystem, yeah. if they come in and it's, it's, and it's called, so lead purchasing is called third party. Yeah. It's third party data. Okay. If yeah. you are generating the lead through your own website, through your own, and you have all, you're following all the rules, you have explicit opt-in, you tell them what they're going to be getting, why they're going to be getting and what product lines you're going to be communicating to them about those rules. Like those, those rules don't, don't technically apply to the FCC rules, but they're best practices. You should be doing them anyways. Yeah. Because there's a, the, you, you still need to check. You should still check against the D, DNC. Because what I found out doing the research on this is there's known litigators and these systems, the realvalidation.com, that's the tool I looked it up in our break. Yeah. That system will actually check to see if that phone number is associated with known litigators who have filed suit in the past. Oh. Yeah. Wow. As part of their system. But so you're, if you are generating your own leads, you can, because if, if you still need to get explicit opt-in, you need to track it. So your form tool will give you data, their IP yeah. address and the date that the, and you put that into your CRM, your email marketing and your text market, text, text message marketing system. You, you, you now have permission. You have a window of when those sales rules don't apply because they have come to you specifically through your marketing efforts. So right. you can now send them automate. You can now send them automated messages. Yeah. And so, so I, I'm just, that's even going to get clouded eventually too, of trying to figure out in my opinion of how they came to you. Was it truly through your own I organic? Would, so I Well, organic or paid traffic. Yeah. Those, so you can get that, like if, if a, a, a correctly set up website, um, sure. Collecting all because a good well, I mean, a, I, a WordPress site with Gravity Forms has the ability to collect how that person came into your system, right? right and right. document it because that's the thing. You have to have the proof that you it came in, so you have to well, store that, just that makes, data. That just makes you, if you're doing organic, you know, it just makes you pay more closer attention to your CTAs. It makes you pay more attention to your click throughs. Mm-hmm. And all of those things to make sure that all that traffic is, I guess, uh, monitored or 
yep. uh, documented, so to speak. Documentation. It's like anything else insurance. It's, it, yes. it's not documented. It didn't happen. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and so that all, you know, it's just something else documented within your AMS or your CRM, you know, yep. um, interesting. Um, okay. So I'm going to throw a plug in here for one of my sponsors cause I can, but you know, I, I've got a sponsor now on my show, um, that's real big right now. And, uh, the resurgence of direct mail marketing in our insurance space. Uh, I want to hear your spot on this because whether it's postcards or sending out cards or whatever, and my sponsor in old school marketing, what they do is handwritten notes and handwritten envelopes and handwritten, uh, you know, if you dog it, I'm going to cut this shit out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I do love this resurgence of the direct mail piece. What are your thoughts? Okay. There? Is this a help? Okay. We're going to go back in time a little bit. Cool guitar riff, right? Yeah. We're in a big role ad. And, um, you know, even though the, the holidays are, are a little bit behind us, you know, there's still opportunity to get some gifts and maybe you're you're one of those families that gets together after christmas uh, or you get together after the new year uh, and celebrate because you have such a big family or you have so much going on um, or you just were dealing with some things um, you still have an opportunity all year round to go to manscaped.com and check out the grooming products designed just for men um to help them uh, with their nether regions, but also with uh, lotions and potions and all the things like that to help you to uh, to preserve and to smell good and to feel good. Whether you need to uh, take care of your face, the Beard Hedger Pro, take care of the other areas of the lawnmower, um, or if you just uh, need to get the weed whacker to get up in the nose hairs and the eyebrows and the, the ears and all that kind of stuff. Uh, go to manscaped.com, scroll to the bottom and click uh, discounts or whatnot and put in the, the code MAYOR, 20% off plus free shipping. Uh, you're not going to want to miss this opportunity. Also, I talked about it on the show uh, this episode here in a few minutes, probably. Um, old school marketing. I uh, can't wait for you to hear more about them on the show. Um, we'll get out of the way, but you got to check them out. O-L-D-E, schoolmarketing.com. Back to the guitar riff, back to this episode. <laughs> Before yeah. I ever got into InsureTech, I started a business that was sending handwritten cards for insurance agents. There you go. Well, I will never good. dog. I will never dog direct mail. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I did a training with uh, some people a few months ago, just a kind of personal training. Um, there's tools that if you close, if you close business on an address. There's direct mail systems that will send within a radius of that household yeah. a postcard. Yeah. 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 It was originally built for like roofers and real estate agents, but I'm like, why wouldn't insurance agents use this? If I could send, and that's the, the, the killer about like, I've never been a big fan of EDDM every door direct mail. I've never been a yeah. huge fan because it's so blanketed and broad. Yeah. It's so And it's such a pain to use. Yeah. Are you talking about um, the door hangers and the whatnot? No, e every door direct mail is the post office's direct oh, okay. mailing system. I it's just it's a post office. It's U USBS. It's not easy to use. It's yeah. expensive. You have to use their approved vendors to or or go deliver all the like boxes of postcards for the zip code you want to send to. There's systems now that are like Facebook level mark Facebook yeah. level detail of targeting to send yep. like you can exclude 
households under a certain threshold house values under a certain well yeah threshold. and using geofencing and geo all i mean you could use yeah. all that kind of stuff to help you you know within I, all I, kinds of things i think we talked about this the last time we were, we, we talked um and it's kind of like billboards i'm not against using billboards Oh, I mean, yeah, we did talk about this. Yeah. I think you use smart technology systems to associate to to improve that old school method. Yeah. Um, if yeah. you don't if, if you don't follow me um, on social media, I run a newsletter. Right. I run an email newsletter. It's a good one. I get it. Last month, I decided I'm going to start mailing this. <laughs> See what so happens. The people. Yeah. Well, not um, to the people. So basically I send an opt-in. So I've got this uh, kind of paid group that I have. It's very small. It's only a few people. But anybody who's in that paid group, I said, hey, listen, if you want to get the newsletter mailed to you every month or every week, I, I said week. <laughs> when I publish it, I'll actually send you a, a, a printed version of the newsletter. Yeah. So the, yesterday was the first one. It went out last night. It went into the system last night, and they're getting a printed. And I'm not. I'm not doing it. It's not my printer behind me back there. Doesn't work. Um, it's an <laughs> automated system. I just upload a document and tell them who I want to send it to. And it's like I believe in. Like I. That's been. Yeah. I've been playing around and trying to figure. I, I bet it's an ego thing for me. Because yeah. I'm, uh, I actually have one sitting right here. I don't know if you remember or know who Dan Kennedy is. Yeah, it's my oh, old yeah. address. That's what I'm covering up. Still in the plastic. Like I kept the plastic cover that it comes in. Yeah, I've been wanting to do one of these for. I've been like at the the three companies I've been at. I'm like, let's do a let's do a physical newsletter, and I could never get the budget. So finally, I was like, I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, and it's not ex like it. It's not cheap. I mean, I think for a three-page newsletter, it cost me a dollar ninety per address. Right. To, yeah. to to stroke my own ego, I was going to do. It. I said, "We're going to do it." Yeah. I I, I just uh, I wonder if we're going to continue to see, or if agents should go back to thinking in the form of direct mail, and you know, uh, instead of purchasing leads. I know you you talked about that earlier. Instead of having to worry about these guidelines, maybe go back to a little bit more of those roots of direct mail, whether it is a letter, whether it's a postcard, whether it's a handwritten or not, whatever. If a newsletter, I, even I live in a small town. I I live in small town, Iowa. There's like 20, I don't even, I think there's 15,000 people that live in my small town. The County might have 20,000 people, right? Yeah, yeah. If I was an insurance agency owner, I'd be sending out direct mail to every single person in my County for yep. every month. Yeah. A postcard, mix it up. A postcard, a sales letter. Yeah. You know, it's, it, yeah. it, it's, it'd be, rel I mean, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be cheap. But if you're buying leads, you might as well throw some direct mail at them too. <laughs> yeah. Getting there because it's like the mail volume has gone. I, I live in Iowa and we're off, you know, we're the political stuff. I get three postcards a day from political campaigns. In my bill, and most of my bills actually aren't even. I don't even get mail anymore. They're all e. They're all e. e bill. A hundred percent. Yeah. My mailbox is empty most days outside of political season. Besides the county mailer, the you know that the county newspaper thing. The, the yeah. I would be doing two things. I would be sending direct mail, and I'd be buying ads in the local paper. 
And this is coming from somebody whose job is digital marketing. <laughs> right. Yeah. I would be I would be buying ads. I would be buying up any kind of anything that like I'd be buying booster club ads. I'd be buying, you know, for a few grand a year, your brand is everywhere in town. Right. Now, that being said, as we start to wrap up a tad uh, on direct, as we talk about uh, digital marketing, you know, you and I both work within the AMS CRM world. You know, what's some advice you give for people that want to do organically, they want to transition from um, the lead purchasing and having to deal with some of this, you know, is it truly as simple as just, you know, drip campaigns and, you know, getting them, you know, in front of them with emails and with some automated text here and there and things like that. How would you, do you have anything outside of that? Like, what are your thoughts on some of that? Every insurance agency in America should be producing written content and if they have the capacity and the the team and skill to do it video content i okay. did a, i did an audit last month i checked a hundred insurance agency websites i know the yeah. sample size isn't big but our industry is not that big so i can make some right. assumptions based on, and i just needed easy math for my my my, my marketer brain 90 percent of insurance agency websites do not have a blog of the 10% that do, yeah, one, one had actually created quality content in the last 90 days. Some of them had created content, but they just stopped. And it's okay. Like there's one, I, I came across one, they had like 493 blog posts. You know, when you create 500 blog posts, you can probably just kind of rest on your laurels for a while. Right. <laughs> now, would you say long form or short form blogs? Mix. A mix. So for SEO, what I have found, and this is not, don't yeah. take me, but what I have found works the best is having a mix of long and short form. There's no right answer to get what Google does like is quality, expertise, and authority. Yeah. Those are the things that they're looking for. So if you can get, if you can hit on quality and expertise, just all that means is you just do it for a really long time. <laughs> Yeah. And authority means you get people to link back to you or you get a lot of traffic on that expertise. That's what those that, that's what those really mean. So it, so here's here's it doesn't really matter the like I write a thousand word blog post because it's marketing stuff. Like yeah. can you write a thousand words on what a deductible is? No. That's like a 500 word blog post. Right. <laughs> so my question is for those in here thinking uh and I'm going to channel my citizens here. But okay, so once you've written this, and once mm -hmm. you've gotten the blog, and once you've done some of that written stuff, mm -hmm. you know, how do you get that in front of people? Because, for example, Facebook, LinkedIn, some of those social media places, they uh, they don't they don't like it when you send them off of their no their channel. Don't. So they don't want you putting a link of check out my blog at https da, 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 www dot nickberry.com they don't like that because you're taking them off of that platform this could dive into it this we could go into a whole another 60 minute rant on this but understand so, but, but how do you get those people email is should be your number one distribution channel what i tell everybody if you're putting out one blog article a week yeah. if you're putting a one blog article a month dude it's just bare minimum a month that's one email you can send to your entire list every single month 
If okay. you do it weekly, it's you're going to get some opt outs. Like I have a one percent unsubscribe rate on my newsletter. I'm like, really? You you know what I'm talking about? You've been following me on social media, and I get one percent unsubscribe. It's okay. Unsubscribes are cool. Those just aren't your people. That's yeah. all you got to remember. Those just aren't your people. We're right. Send one email if you send one email a week. Based on, we'll go back to the once a week because that's bad. It's what I you should be doing. Yeah, one article a week is one newsletter email. Also turned into a drip campaign email to your prospects after you've quoted them. Okay. I have in my system, I have one email series that's 19 emails long over wow. eight weeks. They get two emails a week <laughs> yeah. after you come into our ecosystem. Um, the other social media is still a valid distribution channel. My sure. it's my no, it's my number one source of new traffic. Oh well, wow. it's my number one source. I have a hack. It's a workaround. You write about what you're doing, put an image in it, and put the link in the first comment. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I've seen that happen a lot too. I wonder if that still works. Or if it still works. Hip to that. It's still my number one traffic source, and that's all. Right. I, that's how I do it. That's how I get a hundred percent of people who subscribe to my newsletter. It's okay. how okay. the agencies who work with me get more traffic. Love that. Okay. That's what I thought. And I've seen a lot of people doing that, you know, or I've also seen it. And I tried this a couple of times where they would spell it out, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, but who's going to go put the work in to go do that. I understand. (laughs) You know, I tried it once or twice if it would work. I finally just started putting in my, like for my, my social media, for my uh, podcast and just be, go listen to this where you listen to podcasts. I just wouldn't put the link in there, but it'd be so nice to have the link there. You just click it right there. Cause people like ease. Yep. So, so you can this, put in there. This you know, is my, ex- this is my exact formula of what I do. I have my idea. I write my blog post. I have it. So my blog post, my, my article, my newsletter goes out Thursday mornings. Yeah. Wednesday morning. I send up, I put out a post on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook talking about what tomorrow's going to be about. Yeah. Tell them if you want to subscribe, you know where to find the comment. Yeah. And I put a little down emoji. Send them to my subscribe page. Newsletter goes out. Kind of just mess around on social on the, on the day it goes out. The day after it goes out. And I'm, I'm not always good about this, but this that I, I always do Wednesday. Wednesday's yeah. non-negotiable. As long as my Friday's not too crazy, I'll go post a summary of what the article was and say, if you want to go read it, go click here. You know, you know where to go. Back and, again. It's, and it's yeah. the link to the article. Yeah, yeah. That is that's my formula. And I then like I just that. and then no, I appreciate I just, you dropping some secret sauce in there. It's social media is it's you're supposed to be social, right? I have a I have a Every week on my calendar, I have 45 minutes where I, my only intent is to go engage with my audience. I have a secret list of people that I go check on. Yeah. We, I, I, I like, we all have, and I, yeah. I like, and I comment and I, if, 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 if I, if I have relevant value, I just send them a, yeah. I just go and engage with their content. And then I scroll for 20 minutes. And go, oh, that's cool. Or hey, you scroll Instagram, I scroll Twitter, and I go, okay, cool. And then I'm done. Yeah, no, I get it. 
dude. And and the social media stuff, you can I can get away with doing that because I'm posting other stuff too. I'm not just broadcast. I'm not just a bullhorn of what I'm doing. I'm right. Face- yeah. Yeah. No, Facebook. I get that. I- on Facebook, I post memes. Yeah. On Twitter, I just kind of try to add value where I can. On LinkedIn, yep. same thing. I just try to add value without any ask. And I do that all week long. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I think that's awesome. And I appreciate the advice and everything. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you coming in and, and bringing us this information from the FCC. If, if people want to subscribe to your newsletter, find you, you know, get involved with what you're doing marketing wise or hear more about anything you got going on. How will they find you? Nickberry.co. That's easy. That's it. That's the easiest one. Nickberry.co. Uh, um, I've got, I put, I put all my newsletters are, are listed as are, are blog articles. Um, you, su- you can subscribe right on the homepage to the newsletter. If you want to learn, like I send out a newsletter every single week. I've sent it out every single week for the entirety of 2023. I started yeah. January 7th and have not missed a week. Every week, it's just a new, it's a new marketing tactic or strategy or something like this FCC thing. I just said, I wrote, wrote out an 800 word article last and sent an 800 word email this morning yeah. about this FCC rule, because it is that, that sometimes it's not marketing. It's just no staying ahead of what's going on. Exactly. You know, again, I appreciate you so much, man. Oh, me too. I appreciate you having me on and, you know, let me kind of jump in with <laughs> in the middle of all this. Yeah, dude, that means a lot. And so. Guys, reach out, find this guy, uh, get involved in what he's got going on, and help. let him help you. Um, help him help you. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Guys, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, go like, subscribe, check out this episode. Don't miss the next one. Tell your friends. Insurance Town. Free to be. Hello.